waiting for the okay and there we go as soon as i say it bam it happens it works that's exciting and what a way to start a podcast on friday no less that is fantabulous friday this is carol sue aka nani boss lady can live from a kooky morning in vero beach florida with two sisters and good morning everyone my name is janice aka wellness diva and it is snowing again virtually burr and boy, do I really need an appointment with my hairstylist, that's all I'm going to say. But you know what? It's all good because the beauty of beauty is that it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that's a lot of the basis of stuff that we do because sometimes our audio is off whack. Sometimes the bandwidths, the Wi-Fi are not cooperating and we just roll with it. And you, I'm sure somebody else out there has a message that they want to do or maybe a podcast that they want to start. And what bit better way to showcase what we're all about by the dubs and flubs and bloopers and all the twists and turns. Absolutely. We're being authentically us and we're, we're encouraging our viewers to respond to that because we want to show you that it's possible to do anything that you set your heart up to that if you've got something about that you're passionate about that you're excited about that you you always thought about doing but you just don't have the guts the nerve the drive and all of a sudden you're like well should I or shouldn't I? But gosh, you know, everything, I, I'm not in a studio. I, I don't have a beautiful backdrop. Just do it. Just go out and share what you want to share with the world because your story, your journey, your vision is going to impact somebody. It truly will. And that's what I love about what we do every day, whether we have guest speakers on, whether we're, you know, we're talking politics, whether we're talking about what is going on in our world, it all circles back, since that's like a phrase that's going around, it all circles back to what we're passionate about, and that's health and wellness. And it's funny, when you talk about health and wellness, you don't realize things that you don't necessarily associate with health and wellness. Well, what do politics have to do with health and wellness? What does, you know, what's going on in my community have to do with my health and wellness? What does, you know, going to the gym, not going to the gym, those are the obvious things. But the missing link that a lot of people don't connect the dots with health and wellness is our surroundings and mostly what's in our mind. What's holding us back? What is derailing us? What is distracting us from getting to those goals that we want to? So while yes, you have to be authentically you and roll with the punches, don't let it be a deterrent from you going after your dreams. So right, we are not perfect. Now normally, you know, we have flexibility. We usually go on around 9 a.m. Well, this morning, you know, we're scheduled for 9 a.m., but I had a delivery that needed my attention because it took about one, two, three, four, five, like six of us to get this baby in. And once it's completed, I will share it. But the point being, you know, that put us behind schedule with what we're doing on our podcast. You roll with the punches. So, it is Fantabulous Friday. What are you going to do to continue that fever, that passion, that happiness? Don't let whatever happens during the day derail you. Just work around it. it it's okay. Nothing, like Jan said, has to be perfect because let's be real. We're all perfect. We'd be boring as hell, don't you think? Oh, yeah. And, and that goes true for so many different things. A lot of times we don't realize the impact 
that it does actually have. And speaking of impacts, we know, and, and I, there's a few things obviously we always love to touch upon and we never know where the conversation is going to go. Um, speaking of impact, the cold impact uh, in Texas this week or this past week, I think they've been in this deep, cold, icky freeze for, I wanna say it's about seven or eight days now. And I just happened to, and I normally don't do this, I just happened to turn on the news this morning. I won't say which news station. And of course they sh showcased uh, Senator Cruz and his mishap or whatever you wanna call it, uh, you know, the constituents in his home state having this issue and the fact that he flew to Cancun, Mexico, and then he ended up flying back um, because he realized, you know, the impact that that had and how bad that was to do that. Um, and I love Senator Ted Cruz. And when I had heard that he went to Cancun, Mexico, I was like, what? Like, why would he do that? Right. Do you know the story why he did it? And that's what yes. the mainstream media is failing to let people know exactly why he did what he did. He did. Right, right. And, but I do want to add, you know, I, I understand where he's coming from, but I really appreciated his genuine response apology, whatever you want to call it. And I know that I'm going to be referring to different parties here. I haven't seen anyone, whether you're Republican, Democrat, liberal, liberal, conservative, that have come out and say, you know what, perhaps I didn't make the best decision, but here's why I did what I did. And, and I realize, you know, and he, you know, anybody can find that information online, but he realized uh, what he did probably was not in the best light. I understand why he did it and, and I listened. <clears throat> so I just wanna point out that the other thing that was coinciding with this, and I happened to catch this last night very quickly on, on one of the channels, was that they were giving, different news outlets were giving more attention to Senator Cruz and his Cancun trip a lot of news stations were not focusing on the state of New York and somebody that's under the DOJ and FBI investigation, uh, the governor of New York, I can't even say his name because it just irritates the heck out of me. So it just goes to show you, and as I'm talking about it, I don't know if you could tell, but like my face was like, like. And that's what we're trying to get at. It's everything that's around us that coincides or maybe brings out a reaction to us that makes us anxious, makes us mad, makes us like say, what the frick, flipping flippity flip. It does have an impact on your wellness. It absolutely does. And I think the, and I'm just going to say what I say because. I normally do. 
the liberals have a narrative. Now, first off, Ted Cruz was not planning on really vacationing. He was really escorting his daughters, came back because he, he realized, hey, I got to get back. Timing. I think everyone and anyone couldn't agree. Sometimes timing just is not the right timing. However, the focus on that versus the focus that the liberals were celebrating in the death of Rush Limbaugh. So, you know, you look at you and obviously what's going on with, with uh, Cuomo in New York. And I think that's the sad part that Americans are tired of. They're tired of, you know, you're pandering one story and instead of really addressing the issues that are at hand, because they didn't want the narrative to go to all the liberals that were actually tweeting, were actually praising, were actually wanting and celebrating the death of Rush Limbaugh, that their hatred was more important than just being a good human being. Because that was also trending, but of, co of course mainstream media is not going to be trending what the liberals are doing. And that is where Americans are get are, are, are annoyed. I say I think the difference between Republicans, they'll call out their own and they have no problem. Like, hey, you made a mistake, own up to it, let's move on. And that's and, exactly what he did. Right. And and the constituents, you know, will say what they're gonna say. But the bottom line is Republicans are not afraid to say, hey, wait, you know what? Your timing was off. You know, while we understand, hello. We've got an emergency going on, a state that you're, you know, governing or help governing, assisting in governing and representing. Republicans don't have a problem doing that, but Democrats and liberals, because there are two different, just like this, you know, high conservatives, high right. Well, there's also a high left, liberals. They have no problem. Now, I thought it was interesting that one, uh, I think it was Dan Bongino, actually showed the speech that President Trump uh, with State of the Union that he was actually giving the Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh. And you see, you know, everyone's applauding, heartfelt. And there you have, I'm going to imitate the little bitch because that's what she is. Hold on. You know, you have Pelosi, who is a bitch. That's my word for her. In the background, you know, if you can't show humility at all, and I think that's what Americans are tired of. They're tired of, hey, you can have different agendas, you can have different ideologies, but humanity, there is no, you know, it, there's one way to act. There's one way to act. And that is why everyone, you know, life is a coin, but there's one way to act with humility and being kind to someone who is receiving an honor that's literally on their door, death doorstep. And you couldn't for just a few moments act like a human, a kind human being. And it continued again yesterday. There were, you know, again, many liberals, professors, and what they were doing was filling the airwaves with nothing but hatred by celebrating the death of an enemy. You don't celebrate the death of an enemy. There's no celebration in that. That's just spewing more hatred. You don't have to like them but you can still wish him and his family rest in peace. You don't have to like him because to respect what he did for your knowledge and, and keeping people aware. And then you have this other issue with the other thing that was trending because God knows the liberals have nothing better to do was they were focusing on that Cuomo's younger brother is now all of a sudden not allowed 
to either interview his brother and or mention his brother. You know, it's it just the whole thing is so lopsided. And I think people, they're at the stage, we've been a year at this bullshit. People are tired of it. They want the hatred to go away. They want, you know, I don't care for the person occupying the people's house, but I don't hate him. I think he's doing a disservice to our country. I think those around him and his family are doing a disservice to him at, from a human being, kind human being standpoint, but I don't hate him. You know, I pray for him. I, I, I do pray for them because they have, they need a lot of prayers, hoping that those prayers will somehow turn the corner for them and they'll see the light of being a kind human being. They're not kind. They're full of, they're full of hate. And I think Americans are just, they just want to somehow see some sort of a semblance of humanity. And that's the issue right now. People are, they're just, that's why, that's why actually mainstream media news uh, popularity and, you know, who is the viewership is at an all time low for a reason. Because if you're going to report the news, report all the news, not a narrative, and just report it from a non-partisan way at all, just non-bipartisan way at all, just go out and report it instead of doing what you're doing. So now you have headlines of just about hatred. And, you know, well, we can't, we can't, we can't, you know, address the issue with Cuomo. We can't address the issue with, uh, you know, everyone, our, our, you know, you know, shame on us for not, you know, wishing someone a, a, a rest in peace. So let's go after Ted Cruz. But Republicans are different. Not all. Mitch McConnell's a dickhead. Yes, I said that over the airways. He is a dead He's a ass. schmuck. He's a schmuck. And that's the difference. Republicans have no problem calling out people and saying, look at you are not serving us. You know, you're, when your term is up, I hope people are smart and say, you know what? You didn't serve us well. But that goes on both sides. Democrats can't do that. They will vote for a murderer to get in office if it means that they're going to get in office. They don't care. And I think that's the realization that Americans are coming to see. Is there no end to this? How many more really heart-wrenching pieces of arrogance and indifference are you going to keep pandering just because you're a Democrat? When will a Democrat finally stick out? And actually, one did stand out in New York regarding Cuomo. I didn't hear the whole story, but basically put a nail in someone's coffin in New York. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's about time. It's about time that regardless of your party, if your party's doing harm to our country, you call them out. And they don't do that. And I think that's kind of where America is right now. And how does that affect your health the most? It stresses you out, right? Oh, it certainly does stress you out. And I just want to go back to something for a moment. There, to me, there is a huge difference between journal integrity and pushing a narrative. Let's think about that for a moment. Journal integrity versus pushing a narrative. What would Walter Cronkite think? In my opinion- It's rolling his eyeballs. Oh my gosh. And, and I know I always talk about him, but it just goes to show you that if different mainstream media are pushing an agenda, if you're just hearing something that is so one-sided, 
that's one of the reasons why I always go back to as much as I can't stand it. What are they saying on CNN? I want to know what they're saying. I want to know what's going on. Well, you know, from my perspective, if there was one credible person that had the balls enough to actually be a journalist and report the news the way it should be, I would listen to them. But I cannot because there's not one person on CNN that is reputable. There's not one person on MSNBC that's reputable. Their their critics are critics for a reason because they're they're tired of of the garbage. They want, and that's why they're being tuned out. That's why they have extremely low ratings. It's more of it reminds me of you know daytime soap operas where you're kind of knowing that it's a soap opera and it's not real story but the sad thing is this is real that's going on this drama this facade of a news channel and there are several of them that are pretending to be journalists is so obvious that i mean literally you can go from station to station and i swear to god i, I said this to someone the other day i wonder if they get a memo every day all the all the mainstream media news okay this is the narrative these are the key phrases today because i often find them using the same key phrases the same narrative the same headlines and then you go to a more conservative and there's actually only one conservative channel uh one american news that i will even listen to and they're not even on all the time they're not live all the time it's because it's the same thing. It's just got a different package, a different logo, different, you know, one's got a peacock, one's got, you know, whatever. One's got the, you know, the world, the globe with the CBS and they're all the same. So I'm wondering, because they're so identical in what they're doing, it's boring, it's not innovative, it's not doing a thing for people. And the bottom line is most people that have a brain that can think for themselves, it has nothing to do with party, because there are Democrats that are smart. There are Republicans that are smart. There are some people that aren't doing the whole cray cray thing. They know, like, I'm not listening to this bullshit. Like, they, I want the truth. I want to know what it is without this narrative that you're trying to jam to or twist. Now, the epitome of that was in President Trump's sham kangaroo court for impeachment, his second impeachment where they took the clip from Charlottesville and people actually got to see it for the first time. There was many people that never saw the it in it in its entirety. And then you could say, oh my God, I heard that line, I heard that line, and I heard that line, which are three different areas of this video. And they spliced that together and that was the narrative for over a year or however long it was. People are, are not, I, I think they don't give America's due justice that we're smart, that we want to be told the truth. And sometimes the truth sucks. Sometimes the truth is hard, but that's, you know, you choose your heart, but when it affects your health and wellness, you better be choosing your heart wisely. And that is why people are saying it's dressing me out. They're not being truthful. Who am I to call upon them and demand for change, for integrity. But I think if we collectively do it together, it's called you know consumer boycotts. A lot of people are just not watching it. That's why the NFL had the worst ratings ever. That's why the NBA has the worst ratings ever. That's why mainstream media, the power of the people to tune them out. And the next thing that's happening, which you know, I'm hoping that we look into actually getting on Rumble and you know, forming you know our particular podcast in a different format. 
because I want to get off of Facebook. I truly do. I don't want our platform to be on Facebook. There, there's so many things. When you have a, an ex-CEO telling you run and del delete the Facebook app, this is somebody. Now, yes, you could probably say maybe there was some internal struggles. You know, you, sometimes you have a disgruntled employee. But there's a lot of truth to what he said. And he's basically telling everybody, and that's, that's what's trending this week as well, is hashtag delete Facebook. There's a reason for that. And people are tired of being censored. They're tired of, gosh, this is my only way. Now, the opposing side of that is, well, I like Facebook. It connects me with people. It does. But you have to go through a lot of shit tunnels before you could, like, you have to make sure that you're not following news, you're not following certain people, and you've really got to exclude so much that you might otherwise want to know about in order to keep it very clean with just it being social media and interacting with friends. It's not always that easy. Now add that, that you have a business that you're trying to develop where you're censored, where you have to maneuver certain ways to get on one account because, you know, Facebook is picking and choosing. It's mostly conservatives that they are censoring. You know, censorship, and by the way, you mentioned something about, uh, it almost sounds like a, a soap opera and I just thought of a great, <laughs> I just great thought name. of a great name, all those schmucktards. So that's my two cents as far as that goes. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But it is fantabulous Friday. These are things that we cannot control. We talk about them because they do impact your health and wellness. So what do you do when you're like, well, you have to, you have to literally go in there uh, and actually unfollow. I actually had a, a couple of news channels or even newspaper or online digital that I thought that I had unfollowed and deleted or unliked or whatever. And all of a sudden a bunch of them were pouring in. So what do I do? I, I, would, I read the headline I said, nope, not going there because I knew what they were saying was automatically lied already had been proven on whatever. So I literally had to go in and unfollow, 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 you know, block. Actually a couple of them I actually blocked because it doesn't do anything for my mindset. And I want to surround myself. We had an interesting conversation last night, actually a fun night. We went to a neighbor's house down the road, a different neighborhood. And instead of karaoke, they actually have this whole system where there's microphones and she plays the guitar and the words come up and you sing and she's actually playing the actual song. So it was a different take on karaoke for sure. And in the beginning it was a little stressful because you're, you know, you're trying to make sure you know, you're right near the mic and looking at the words and you know you're listening to your friend like stroke the guitar so it, it was interesting but we started to chat about politics you know inevitably came up and we talked about how it does impact the health and wellness and how you just have to you make that decision for yourselves and we we started talking about the whole mass thing again and you know all of that and you know what i always say is what is good for one person it's great it's good if it doesn't impact me, that's fine. So we were coming out and there was a, a couple and they outdoors had masks on. And as soon as we went by, they turned around and they were like huddling, like, don't breathe, don't breathe. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lordy. And I think John made the comment, if you're that nervous, why go out? No, no one's forcing you out, just like I'm not forcing you not to wear a mask out. But if, you, if you're that scared, and I would never want to be in that much fear because fear, along with hatred, we know, also impacts your health. So if you're that fearful of catching, you know, 
you know, the pandemic is here. The pandemic is not here. The pandemic is gone, people. But if you're that nervous, I'm not going to tell you not to be fearful because that's something that you got to work up. But don't set yourself up for more fear. If it truly you're afraid to walk by somebody, maybe you should stay home or stay in your own backyard because you're not. I don't know. I, I, to me, I would never put myself in a situation that's going to make me that fearful. And, you know, I like like I'll watch a movie and there's certain movies that are gruesome and and and. And I'm like, this is not doing anything for my mindset. It's freaking me out. I turn it all off because that's not adding value. It's stressing me out. So if, you know, going out and you're in fear because there's other people that aren't wearing masks and that's stressing you out and fearful. What? So I'm going to ask that to everyone. If you are a firm believer in wearing masks and you do get stressed when you see someone not wearing one, why put yourself in that situation? What do you think, Jim? Well, I think what a lot of people don't realize about fear, maybe they do, I don't know, but from a personal standpoint, fear leads to anxiety. Anxiety leads to stress. Stress raises your cortisol levels. Cortisol levels mess with your homeostasis. If your body is not in a homeostasis, that sets you up for other things such as, you know, maybe a cold, maybe more stress. And think of the hamster wheel. Now you've put yourself in that hamster wheel of self-sabotage, a lot of times self-destruction. And I'm speaking from personal experience. For instance, and, and this, kind of a, a sidebar, but just a very slim comparison. <clears throat> I've always had a problem doing a Facebook Live, yet here I am with you doing a Facebook Live. So I kind of challenged myself to go on Facebook Live by myself. And I felt such fear and anxiety. And um, before I went live, I'm like, wait a minute, why am I wasting my energy? If I don't want to put myself in that position, number one, why do it to begin with? Right. And I thought about how silly that was, just that situation, because I'm not saying fear and anxiety is silly. Silly. I am not saying that whatsoever. So I just right. want to be very clear about that. I'm just kind of referencing how sometimes I go through fear and it does creep up. Sometimes the fear is very real. I, I, I get it. So my suggestion would be when you do whatever it may be, when you feel that fear, think of the anxiety and the stress that that puts you in, whatever you're going to attempt to do or not do. do and these are questions I ask myself. Do you really want to put yourself in that position? And the other thing is overcoming the fear. So how do you overcome it? Some strategies. Take a deep breath. Breathing is key. We had a great, great uh, speaker, guest speaker yesterday, and he talked about mind over matter and that there is a lot of truth to that with meditation. And no, I'm not uh, a big fan of yoga. Um, I just, for me, I, I, I get silly and giggle and I don't take it seriously. And then you, know, you go into these awkward positions and I'm like, 
this is not happening i'm not doing it i just can't you know then i get goofy so that is not a good fit for me but i do like meditation uh i have not i've not been one to do that and so I, i'm starting to do that and i love the fact that he he talked about just sitting and you might uh either do it in silence or with some calming music and really go from your head all the way down to your toes mind over matter so when I look at someone that has that kind of fear, I'm thinking to myself, you know, face the fear right off the bat, but maybe some meditation, you know, maybe like if you feel that anxiety coming up, you know, sometimes you feel on your chest and your chest starts pounding. You think, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. You know, you're stressed out, you know, taking that time to like, okay, these are warning signs that I'm, my body is going in distress. So what can I do to combat that? So what I suggest to people is to actually go into a quiet room, do a, like a 15 minute reset, either with some, some nice calming music or just silence and try to like focus, like totally block out the world and hear yourself breathing and focus on your breathing to slowly calm the heart rate, to calm the mind, to kind of like take those, those muscles that are probably I most doubt, most uh, not doubt that they're all stressed and tight right now. So give that time to relax your muscles and just give yourself that time to kind of relax. And you will feel that fear kind of melt away and subdued to a point like, okay, I'm in a calm place now. Let me go try that again. I'm in the right frame of mind now. Maybe now I can push through the fear. And if you get up to whatever the button is that's going to be pushed, and you find like you're going back into that fear mode again, retreat again. And you do that as often as you can to break through the barrier of the fear. But if you don't validate it and you don't look at it square in the face, it's always going to be there. And that's no way to live. Don't you want to live in a more, you know, peaceful way, calm manner where you're just in a pure enjoyment Maybe you're trying something new. So maybe it's the fear of trying something new. And then you realize, wow, it wasn't so bad after all. I completed that. I did that. Check that off of my little checklist. So there's many things that we can do that we can put up barriers of what's going in our surroundings around us that we can't control. Like we can't control, you know, mainstream media news. We can't control Facebook. We can't control social media. We can't control hatred. We can't control stunads, but what we can control is how we decide or not to impact our lives or not. Don't you think? So true. And when you were talking about yoga, um, my very first yoga session ever was many, many, many years ago with a very good friend. And it was both our, well, actually she had been like two or three times. It was my first time, but don't you know that the very first time I go to a yoga class and let's just say both of us were passing something and I'll just leave it at that. Well, that's what, that's exactly what I, what I was cracking up about because I think that happens to a lot of people. You're in these awkward positions and you hear some tooting going on in the room. I could not, I could not, like, how could you not crack up? You know, you, you're seeing, you know, men and women in these different positions, like, oh my God, who just did that? And you, like, that's all I could focus on. So the, the instructor, like the, the, my girlfriend and I, 
shout out to Rodney Shore as we were cracking up about it. We had done this this class and like literally the you could see the instructor like give us the look and the, I go this we can't control this now. Like we were on a we couldn't even get to the next position because we had to put our head down. We were trying to be quiet and then I started to snort. Sometimes when I laugh, I snort. So everyone just started cracking up. And the instructor's like, come on, really? But that's, it's not a fit for me. I mean, for some people, it's so impactful. Um, I do like the stretching pieces to it. Um, and I've adapted some of that. But to be in a room and then the weird positions start happening. And somebody toots, yeah, I kind of crack up. Can't get around it. Can't get around it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we were laughing. And of course, you know, then you hear it all over the place. And, you know, the instructors like, uh, you know, just shaking their head. I mean, what are you going to do? But isn't that a great way to triumph? In other words, for <laughs> that's not the right word. Oh my God, I'm cracking myself triumph up. Over, you can triumph over tuning. Do we have to do a segment about that? Triumph well, actually, I have a very funny story. <laughs> and Gary brought it up again last night. And I don't know how we came on the subject. Oh, he was talking about that show that he and daddy used to watch. And one evening I had come into the loft and I was exhausted. And I'm like, I really want to laugh. Like, but I couldn't oh. think of anything funny to laugh about. So I said, and I have to say it kind of low voice hey google play sounds well you know play fart sounds that's what she's she's whispering it but some people may not be able to hear now who in the right mind asked google for fart sounds my sister well it was just one of those things where i wanted to like laugh and i knew that that would because i i don't remember exactly what was going on fart sounds really make you laugh well they kind of do i guess yeah yes they do okay I find it hysterical. <laughs> so of course the sounds start playing and I am laughing so hard, I'm crying. But then I felt just so wonderful. About 30 seconds later, Gary yells from the media room, Janice, come in here. So I open the door, walk out and daddy's big screen TV is playing sounds and I walk and now I'm like how did that happen and I walk around and daddy looks at me we're here watching watching our show and all of a sudden Lexa starts farting Lexus is farting oh my god so anyways what I guess what happened was it was played through YouTube and my YouTube was associated on daddy's TV but even even daddy was like laughing for days and oh, oh, my oh my god that's too funny but you know what that shows you the you know the power of laughter even just our little giggling right here how it just puts you in a better mood it kind of loosens you know you're laughing so hard so you know those gut-wrenching type not gut-wrenching but gut, belly gut laughs that just add joy you know your body's a little looser when you're laughing um, sometimes your face hurts from laughing, but the point being, it makes you feel good and it releases a good energy 
that's contagious. Because how many times you sit now why fart noises make you laugh? I find it funny, like different people's like somebody like you're la you're with somebody and they just have this very catchy or very different type of laugh. So you find yourself laughing over their laugh. And I find that hysterical. And it just kind of creates this back and forth of laughter. And it's just such a release of energy that it's a feel good moment. And now that's going to carry you on through the day. So that's why I always say, if you are feeling stressed out, you know, you're going into Friday and you're thinking, oh, you know, I didn't complete everything. You know, I got my checklist, my calendar. I, I've got to review it and go back and try to finish up things. Do what you can. But at the end of the day, do it with joy. Do it with laughter. And you know what? You can only, you just pick up the pieces the next time that it comes around, you know, put it aside. Enjoy your fantabulous Friday knowing, oh, well, I did the best I can. And sometimes our best, while it's not what we think is our best, truly is our best. We might, it might lead us into a whole other direction. So in, embrace your imperfections, embrace, embrace the imperfections that are going all around you and know that if we were all exactly the same, we would be boring. And we, what do we talk about? You know, there's different laughter sounds, there's different, I mean, who, who has a podcast talking about farts, you know, and fart noises? Well, two sisters does, because somehow the conversation always goes in the shitter, I say, in the toilet, we always talk about stuff like that. But you know what, it's funny. And it's funny. We, if we made your day with some chuckles, some shits and giggles, then uh, we did our job because it's our job to remind you of different positive ways that are gonna impact your health and wellness. This year, and when I say this year, meaning not obviously 2021, 2020 to 2021, a calendar year, we've been through hell and back. You know, a lot of people have suffered. A lot of people, you know, are still really uncertain of the future. But the one thing that you know that you can count on is you count, you can count on each other and wrap yourself around those that bring joy, that impact you in a positive way. That it's going to bring you the shits and giggle moments because those are the things that are actually going to carry you and give you the strength to go through the shitty times. I think we've sworn a lot on this particular podcast. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, we, we let out a few, a few. Yeah. And uh, on that note, <laughs> my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva. Do you have a fart noise machine, by the way? Do you have that? No, fart? no, I don't. But look up the farting preacher on YouTube. Oh, that's right. Janice is a firm believer of the farting. What is it? The farting. The farting preacher. The farting preacher. And where can someone find the farting preacher? Just look up on YouTube. <laughs> if you want some shits and giggles today and you just want something goofy and silly, look, that's our message for you today. Look up the farting preacher from some shits and giggles to make you laugh. And uh, I know that my son, Ryan Scott, you know, always says, mom, like, okay, it was funny the first time. Like, he says, like, You've been laughing about this for years, and guess what? I will continue to laugh about it because I, it makes me belly laugh, and what better way? But anyways, we want you to have a fantabulous Friday. Whatever works for you, know that what you're doing is fantabulous because you are what matters. My name is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 3.0, and I am with two... 
Estas, and this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, Lady Can Alive, from a blue skies, a little few little clouds in Vero Beach, Florida. I'm going to enjoy Fantabulous Friday, and we hope that you are going to put yourself first, put your joy first, put laughter first, and enjoy. And that's a great kickoff to the weekend. We will see you on Monday for Monday Mindset to make sure that your mind is in a good place to tackle on the week. With that, this is Carol Sue. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Bye, everyone.